24-7 Sports put out their predictions for the first AP poll of the 2023 football season. The Aggies were inside the top 20, and I am not one bit surprised. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. 24-7 Sports this morning put out an article talking about the top 25 teams. They predicted their, their AP poll, how the AP is going to vote, who's going to be in the top 25 at week one of the college football season. I think to the disliking of many, they had Texas A&M at 16. So before we get into this, I'm going to read the quote or the little, you know, what they had listed under Texas A&M because I think, frankly, it's a lot of stuff that we've talked about here on Locked on Aggie. So let's read this out. Perhaps the toughest team to project in this AP look ahead, Texas A&M has a top 10 roster in college football, but that didn't show up in 2022 on the field. The Aggies went 5-7. and seven. Connor Wigman now studies under new offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino who could take the SEC by storm if he's given actual reign over this unit free from Jimbo Fisher's fingers. Fisher's fingers, that sounds funny. The Aggies should be strong up front, and if they can start the season on a positive note, perhaps they challenge for a crown in the first year of the in the final year of the SEC West. So I, you know, I think that is that's definitely so we've talked we talked about this a little bit yesterday, folks, and I think that you know the national media has has they're tired of ranking Texas A&M high preseason because of underperforming expectations, which I fully understand that I do get it because it's like how do you keep putting a team at the top of the pedestal if they don't show up on the field? And so Des, him and I were just talking, he was talking about some of the stuff I said on yesterday's show. Um, and I was, we were, had a back and forth conversation and he made some great points. One of the things he was talking about is like, as fans, you know, we all, we kind of want, um, I'm trying to think how to explain this. As fans, we, um, you know, we expect, we can expect this talent to take that leap forward, but at the end of the day, it has to happen. And, and that's kind of what, what he was getting at. And he's, he's exactly right. I mean, as fans of Texas A&M football, we, we know how talented this roster is. We know how talented this team is. We assume it's going to be better than last year just because these players are good. That's my thoughts. I mean, now I have a lot of analytics and statistics behind it and that make me feel that way, but I think it's a good point. It's like, I get, so what I'm kind of getting at is I do understand why a lot of national media just don't like the Aggies this year. It, it, it's hard when you have a team preseason ranked top five, top 10, year in and year out, and they just kind of don't perform to the level that you would expect a team preseason ranked that high to perform. But, I, you know, and I think this was another thing Des said, but, it, you know, the wait and see approach, I think that's a great way to explain it. And that's kind of what we talked about recently with how with how unpredictable this Texas A&M team is. They're so unpredictable. The ceiling is here. The floor is here. Somebody commented the other day, which just was hilarious because this was a joke. But somebody commented, the floor is 12-0 and 0, 
or the, the ceiling is 12 and 0 and the floor is 0 and 12, which is hilarious because obviously, yes, technically they're going to finish somewhere in between there. But I, I think, you know, that joke really applies to this season because it's like the floor and ceiling is here and here. I mean, it, it is so different compared to most teams. I made the joke yesterday talking about like a George, uh, the, the ceiling of Georgia is like the ceiling 12, the floor is 11. It's like there's no difference. With this Texas A&M team, like they said in that little blurb about Texas A&M, they could be fighting for a piece of the of the pie in the SEC West in its final year, or they could be bad. I mean, the the options of what could kind of play out this year on the field for the Aggies is a wide discrepancy. I mean, it, it could go so many different ways. Um, so some interesting notes about this article and where they had people ranked. The Aggies were ranked ahead of Ole Miss in South Carolina. I'm not surprised they're ranked ahead of South Carolina. I'm a little surprised they're ranked ahead of Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a team um, that a lot of people are high on. I'm personally not, just because I don't know, folks. I just I think that quarterback battle. I think it's 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 the battle of mid. To be honest with you, I think those are Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, good quarterbacks. They're they're fine, but I mean these aren't world beating guys. And then I think that the you know you I, I don't like the way coach um Kiffin I don't like the way he used the transfer portal I mean it's kind of like what um coach prime did up in Colorado which he kind of had to I get it but it's like bringing he has he had the number one ranked transfer class because he brought in like 57 million dudes that's not I just to me a big part of the game of football is is brotherhood connection knowing each other fighting for your brothers I think that's a big part of it and when you have a whole bunch of banged up, uh, um, you know, relationships, dudes that don't know each other, dudes that are trying to to learn each other's names when you're practicing, I don't think you. It, it's hard to win football games like that. Now you're gonna have a flash in the pan every once in a while and take a transfer portal team and win 10, 11 games. It's gonna happen. Teams are gonna do that. I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss did that at some point. Um, but I think. I just don't like the way that works. So I'm I'm not high on Ole Miss. I'm not su- I'm surprised the Aggies are ranked ahead of them on this list. But frankly, I think Texas A&M is going to be a better football team than Ole Miss this year. I, I don't. I think many would find that to be a bold statement, and I just I don't feel that way. I'm not high on them. Now you have to go play them at their place this year, so I don't love that. If this game's in Kyle Field, I think Texas A&M wipes the floor with them. I think with, with it being in Oxford, I think it's going to be a dogfight. So we'll see how that game kind of pans out. But ahead of Ole, Ole Miss, ahead of South Carolina, the only thing that really was kind of, uh, I would say, more shocking than uh, more shocking than being ranked ahead of Ole Miss was the fact that Arkansas wasn't on there. I think that Arkansas is going to end up having a better season than Ole Miss, South Carolina, and then maybe even, I think, Tennessee, who's ranked ahead of the Aggies. I don't I think Arkansas is going to be a dang good football team, veteran leadership, great running back, good defense. Play They, they play the most aggressive, hard-hitting football in, in the country, I think. And you got one of the best quarterbacks, I think, in the SEC. I, I've I've floated my opinions on K.J. Jefferson, how I'm, I'm not th- the biggest fan that he's like the, the best quarterback ever. I think he's a solid starting quarterback in the SEC, but I don't think he's like a – I don't think he's going to take Arkansas to a national championship this year. I don't see I don't see that kind of ceiling for the Razorbacks. But I was surprised they're not on here because I really do think that Arkansas is better than Ole Miss and South Carolina. Like I feel better about the Ole Miss game in Oxford than I do the Arkansas game in um, Arlington. I, I just – I don't – I'm not stoked about that Arkansas game. I think – 
I don't know. I, I just think that's going to be tougher than many imagine. But um, so Tennessee, LSU, and Bama the, were the only opponents of the Aggies that were ranked ahead of them in this list. No surprises there. Um, the Bama, Bama was at four, which is a surprise because I don't think I've, I've seen Bama at four in a preseason poll in a long time. But Bama's at four, LSU is up there, Tennessee's uh, ranked a few spots ahead of the Aggies. None of that's a surprise. All those teams are going to be um, favored to beat Texas A&M. Will that happen on the field? We'll just have to see. But um, so I guess to kind of sum all the realities of this of this ranking system to me is. 24-7 Sports, which is a page. I love their rankings. I always, those of you everydayers that listen, know I love 24-7 Sports rankings. I think they're the best in the business. Um, like on three and rivals, I'm just not, I'm not a, as big of a fan of those sites as I am 24-7. I love 24-7. I think they do a great job. So I really respect their rankings, their opinions, their recruit rankings, these kind of articles. So when they, you know, I it, it it's I respect it when they have Texas A&M at 16. It came it came as a surprise, folks. Like, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. When I opened that article and was scrolled from 25 to 20 and didn't see Texas A&M, I said, well, they are not going to be on here. And then I was like, eh, heck, we'll scroll a few more spots. And I got to 16. It's almost like, wow. I, I just didn't. I feel like most places are going to have Texas A&M ranked just based off how good the roster is. But I feel like it's going to be in the 22 to 25 range. I don't, I, I don't like when the actual AP poll comes out, I don't think Texas A&M is going to be sitting at 16. I think they're going to be in it, but I think it's going to be closer to the 20, like I said, 20 to 25 range, maybe 22 to 25 range. So it's going to be interesting to see where the Aggies land there. I mean, hey, we're coming up, folks. It is August. Um, it is You all are watching this on August 1st. We got fall camp coming up here in a couple of days. I cannot wait to get in this Maxwell football the offseason's fun. I like bringing you speculatory stuff. Who, who's going to start? Who's going to do this? Who are we going to beat? But at the end of the day, I am excited to get down to it and talk about football. Folks, haven't really been able to do it much besides breaking down the spring game because you, know, you all got to remember I started. Heck, it feels like I've been doing that. It, I, I, folks, it's funny. I, I hit 54 episodes. I think I'm at like 56 now. I couldn't believe it. It feels like I started this like two days ago. But – um, so I took over Locked on Aggies, and, it, you know, it's been the offseason. There hasn't been much football to talk about. So we are almost there, folks. I'm really, really excited to get to break down some Texas A&M football, to get to break down some fall camp, uh, see how the Aggies are looking in fall camp. I think it's going to be impressive, and I'm hoping that it's going to kind of sell the national media. Hey, this is going to be a dang, a dang good football team, so get ready to rock and roll. Um, but yeah, folks, fall camp is coming up. I'm really excited. It's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to cover that for you all and bring you some fun episodes there. But another interesting thing here, we've talked a little bit about DJ Hicks here on Locked on Aggies, talked about him somewhat recently. Um, ESPN put out a list where DJ Hicks received some high praise. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our amazing friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. 
And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. So, folks, DJ Hicks, high praise. Let's get into it. ESPN put out an article where they kind of ranked 39 true freshmen with the best attributes, right? Um, it was a really fun article. It was a cool, it was a cool piece to read, talking about some different freshmen around the SEC, different freshmen all around the country. And of course, DJ Hicks was listed top recruit in the 2023 class. Um, interesting thing about they uh, about DJ Hicks, which you know, I mean, I knew he was one of the higher ranked guys all time for Aggies for the Aggies when it comes to recruiting, but he's number three behind first place Walter Nolan, and then second place was some guy. Oh God, his name was um, Miles Garrett. I don't, I don't know who that guy is, but some guy I guess played at Texas A and M. I guess he made it to the NFL. Um, but kidding. So he's behind Miles Garrett and Walter Nolan. Interesting thing about that though is the fact that. I don't understand how they make those lists because uh, Miles Garrett on there was the number one recruit in this class, of course, and was ranked like a 101, which I don't, I, I don't under, I don't get how they make those rankings. I understand how you make the recruiting rankings. Those didn't make sense to me. How Walter Nolan was ahead of Miles Garrett, I, I don't know the analytics there, but I, that was, I just thought it was interesting that David Hicks, DJ Hicks, is right behind um, those two guys as the number top three recruit in Texas A&M recruiting history since they've been, you know, taking these numbers down. So that was interesting little tidbit there. Um, But so DJ Hicks was named the most powerful true freshman. So we're going to read the quote that ESPN had uh, for Hicks in regards to this article. So among the most explosive players in the class, Hicks plays with great effort and tenacity. There often seems to be a wake of carnage in his path. He will fire off the ball and be disruptive and be a disruptive force, but you see his power when he meets resistance. He consistently jolts blockers and powers through them. The son of a high school coach, he knows the game well to match his power. He should be a factor for the Aggies in year one. So first of all, talking about DJ Hicks, you know, obviously I think many know that he, you know, he's a his his dad's a high school coach, but I think that. I think that means a lot. You know, I think people use the term coach's son a lot. Um, I don't know where where you all stand on that opinion. Like, how, how much does that matter? But to me, I think there's something about, like, it's different in baseball. I always joke, you know, I grew up playing baseball, and it's like, you know, my dad coached me, um, and there were still times where if I, you know, popped up to second base, I was going to uh, not be pleasant for a couple minutes. But so, But I think in football, I think there's a different respect for the game in football than there is in baseball. And it's like, I think like in baseball, when I was younger, you don't understand it. And that's when you act like that. And then as I grew up, you know, you you learn the respect of the game. And I think that is a big deal. And it's something that is going to be a part of Hicks. I think, I think my point here is I think the whole coach's son thing in football is a big deal. I think, you know, the game, well, you have a high football IQ, you respect the game, you respect your teammates, you're a hard worker. I think it just gives you lots of different attributes that, are big parts of being successful on the gridiron. And I think Hicks possesses all those, but so the most powerful player, of course, I mean, DJ Hicks is like the best. He, he is an incredible shot put thrower, which, you know, you have to, there has to be power to do that. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, throwing that thing, it's heavy. It, it, there, it, that's something that takes power, takes, takes explosiveness. 
stuff like that. So there's no question that Hicks is, is an explosive, powerful player. And I think you're going to see that on display. What, so the, really what kind of stood out to me as a question is they said, you know, he's going to make an impact year one. I think that is what's going to be interesting, folks. And this was something I was talking with some people about recently, but what is DJ Hicks's true freshman season going to look like? I think he got a little bit, um, you know, dealt a bad hand to cards based on the fact that he's going into one of the best defensive lines in college football. And it's not like it. this is, you know, I think that there's, when you talk about how good a unit is, so you can talk about, oh, well, these three players are the best in the country, but then the depth is there. Eh. For Texas A&M, it's like you got 10, 11, 12 guys who can come in and play the position well and are highly ranked and got ranked recruited guys. So Hicks is like, he's coming into a room. It's like normally I think from at most programs, if you're the number eight player in the recruiting class, you know, you you come in to, to you come in and you're like, oh, well, I'm the number eight. I'm going to play the minute I walk on campus. For Hicks, it's like, dude, you're joining the room that had like a dude that was ranked higher than you, which I make this joke because it's like not many places can say that. Not many recruits, not many colleges, division one schools can say like, yeah, we have a number eight overall player in the class, but I don't know how much he's going to play because we also had a guy that was ranked in the top five last year. It's like, I think that is an ode to Texas A&M recruiting as a whole and just how dang good this football team can be. But what does Hicks' role look like? Uh, this was something um, I didn't ask, but someone asked McKinley Jackson at Media Days was, what's Hicks been doing? And according to, to um, McKinley Jackson, Hicks has been rolling across the whole defensive line, working around in lots of different positions. And McKinley Jackson had a lot of high praise for him, a lot of positive things. He was saying a lot of stuff about how good this guy is going to be. So I think that's a good thing to hear. You love hearing a leader on the team talking about how hard of a worker someone is, how well they're doing so far at practice. It's all stuff you like to hear. So um, we love hearing that. But Hicks, like I said, when it comes to his role this season, I think that is what's going to be interesting. He's going to get playing time. I mean, there is no question in my mind he's going to get playing time. But how significant is that playing time? Does he get to 200 snaps? Is it closer to 150 snaps? Maybe 100 snaps? Like, where is that number located? That's going to be kind of interesting to see how that all pans out. I foresee a world where Hicks plays a relevant role. And, like, I mean, here's the deal, folks. If Hicks were to overtake Walter Nolan or overtake one of the Shamars or overtake somebody, I mean, I wouldn't be the most surprised person in the world. I, like, because while those players were talented and those players were blue chip recruits, highly ranked guys, so is Hicks. It's, you know, I, I think you have to remember that. It's like this guy can be really good too. So we can't count him out. I really, and it's hard to count him out. Like I said, he's a top 10 recruit in the, in the dang class. You cannot count out Hicks and what he can do this season. But I really think there's a world where DJ Hicks plays relevant snaps. And I think there's a world where you don't see him a ton. I think it's just kind of going to come down to, what this year looks like. And at the end of the day, you know, hey, I mean, if, if stopping the run becomes an issue, maybe DJ Hicks, if they say, okay, we'll give him a shot. And he can stop the run. It's like, I think there are multiple different things that could lead to him getting on the field. We'll just kind of have to see how that plays out. But no, I would, I would not be one bit surprised to see Hicks play substantial snaps this season. And I am, um, I'm pretty excited to see what that looks like because he's a dang good player. As ESPN said, most powerful freshman in the class. I think he's just going to bully 
opposing offensive lineman. And I think he's the type of defensive lineman that I think he's in in football shape to come in and play in the SEC right now. And you can't say that often about you know defensive lineman, offensive lineman. Sometimes they have to take that redshirt year, kind of develop into their body. I feel like that's not the case for Higgs. I feel like he could walk in right now and be a guy for the Aggies defensive line. So we'll just have to see what his role looks like and how that all pans out. Talking about somebody else that got some high praise, Bryant Gross Aramento, the Aggie secondary coach, has been doing a really good job on the recruiting trail. And 24-7 sports, they decided to kind of give him an attaboy. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. So BGA, you know, great recruiter. We've all known that. Is he was so they ranked 24/7 Sports to their top 10 recruiters for the 2024 cycle. BGA was at number four, and I think that is very deserving. You you look at this. So if you go on 24/7 Sports, they'll put like who helped recruit players. You know what I mean? So you'll look at that list and will say this guy recruited him. You know for for each school. So the names that BGA helped recruit for this 2024 cycle so far. Jordan Pride, Miles Davis, Weston Davis, and Ernest Campbell. I mean, some dang good football players. Jordan Pride is going to be a monster. And, of course, Jordan Pride is going to be in – and Miles Davis will both be in uh, BGA's room when they get to uh, College Station to play in their football, college football. So I um, – I was really, I'm really impressed with what he's doing, and I think it's a good thing. Now, and then another thing looking at the 2025 class, I was kind of looking at um, obviously Texas A&M to this point. I, I I always get worried I'm going to say something, and then tonight they're going to get a commit for 2025. And so as of right now when I'm recording, there's no commits to the 2025 class. But when you look at the prospects, there's a lot of talented guys that are listed as warm for Texas A&M, which means to, what warm means is like if they were to put out a top five list of schools, Texas A&M would be included. And a lot of those names, if you click on those where it says warm, BGA is the guy listed for the, as, as either the main recruiter or the secondary recruiter as a primary or secondary. And that, you know, that's a big deal. Having a guy who can just go win battles is a big deal. Uh, you know, you have to have somebody who's willing to go up against the Sabans and, uh, and go up against, uh, Coach Sark over at Texas and Kirby Smart and just win battles. I mean, at the end of the day, you know you got you got to beat everybody at Oklahoma. When you're when you're recruiting the top talent, you are beating LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, Clemson. You know, on a recruitly basis. I mean, these are players you have to beat out these schools for each one of these top recruits, and that's not easy to do. So, BGA is a guy who's proven he can do that, and I think he's going to prove he can do that for a long time. Texas A&M is very lucky to have him as a coach, and, and we're lucky that he's going to be around coaching and recruiting for a long time, hopefully. So that that's great. Um, so I think that the interesting thing about this is that I think the interesting thing about the recruiting, it, it, and talking about BJ a little bit, moving on to just this class as a whole, is something that stood out to me was who recruits who, right? So – um, DJ Durkin, right? There were some players that he recruited himself, right? Okay, like Tristan Jernigan. DJ Durkin said, I want that guy. I'm going to get him. I'm the DC. He's my guy. Let's go get him. Then when it comes to your quarterbacks, uh, your quarterbacks, Maddox and O'Neill, who was the, the recruiter there? 
Bobby Petrino. Coach Fisher made that very clear that he thinks Coach Petrino has done an outstanding job on the recruiting trail lately, which is good to hear that uh, Coach Petrino still has it when it comes to recruiting. I mean, it's obviously a big deal. You have to have the players to succeed on the field. But I like seeing that because, to me, that gives off confidence. That says, you know, if Coach Durkin is listed as the primary recruiter for a defensive player and Coach Petrino is listed as the primary recruiter for, for a quarterback, that says a lot to me because what it says to me is, we wanted those guys, and by goodness, we went and got those guys. So that's exciting because, you know, it makes me feel good about those quarterbacks. I mean, Maddox and O'Neal, they've taken the hit. So, like, O'Neal, right, on, on three, he got boosted up those rankings like a million spots to, like, a top 10 quarterback. But 24-7 sports isn't a big fan of both of them. As I've said, I, I, I really like 24-7, not the biggest on three fan. It's always fun to look and say, okay, Okay, you know, O'Neal, he's a top 10 quarterback in the class, according to on three. It's fun to look at that. And I still obviously, you know, take into account those those rankings because the composite ranking is, you know, the biggest number. But, um, you know, the 24-7 sports, they aren't the biggest fans of Maddox and O'Neal. But you know who is? Coach Petrino because he went out and got those guys. Texas A&M is in, is in a place right now in, a, in the recruiting world where you call the number one quarterback, number two quarterback in, that, in the class, they're going to answer and they're going to listen. You know, you're not Missouri, you know, you're not a school. Like, you can get in with these big-time recruits. And Texas A&M has proven they can do that. So what the, what I'm kind of getting at here is the fact that these quarterbacks aren't the highest-ranked guys in the world. I bet you that Texas A&M could have gone out and got a quarterback ranked a little bit higher than these guys. But at the end of the day, Coach Petrino found his guy, found the guy he liked, and he said, these are my quarterbacks. I'm going to get them. And he brought him in. So to me, that kind of says Coach Petrino likes these guys. He thinks that these guys can play in his system. And I trust Coach Petrino, folks. I mean, at the end of the day, you can be like, oh, we want a top a quarterback who's a top 50 recruit in the class. I want the quarterback that Coach Petrino wants. I want the quarterback that one of the best offensive minds in college football history wants. And, and that's why I think looking at this recruiting class, it's interesting to see who of the Texas A&M coaching staff has gone after each play, uh, each player in the recruiting class. So that kind of stood out to me. That was a little bit interesting to me. Um, but, folks, like I say, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. I really appreciate you tuning in. We are so close to some fall camp. We are so close to football. I can smell it. I can taste it. I can see it. So we're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming your way for uh, fall camp. I'm really looking forward to it. And close your eyes. What's the date? It is August 1st. We are a month and a day in a couple days from kickoff of the 2023 football season. Fire me up, folks. I cannot wait, and I can't wait to bring you all the coverage of this Texas A&M football team all season long. I really appreciate you all tuning in. It means the world to me. I love being able to bring this podcast to you all every single day. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day today. And, folks, we will see you tomorrow.